0: To RFM. It's talking travel today Sally Lucas with us again With thanks to our sponsor Travel on King Now Sally You're going to take us For a couple of holidays I think we've got in mind It's South America to explore
1: We certainly have And Dave This one just fascinated me When I saw it come across My desk this week It's called the Tren Cruciero Which is the cruise train ah. And it's an enchanting uh, Vintage train journey That takes you on an, an unforgettable voyage Through Ecuadorian heritage Culture and scenery So it travels along A historic historic railway line that connects Quito and the High Andes with Ecuador's lush coastal plain, and you go via an area called the Avenue of the Volcanoes, and you see some of um, Latin America's most spectacular scenery. I've been looking at the pictures of the train. It looks like it's clinging to the side of a mountain, and it's very... Deep, if you so, if you had oh, no. Vertigo or something not else, it may not, vertigo. it may not be for you. But it's a four-day, three-night expedition, and it's undertaken in a refurbished um, heritage train, which is pulled wherever possible by a magnificent one hundred-year-old steam engine. Oh, how good would that yeah, be? Yeah, only up to fifty-four passengers, accommodated in two luxurious carriages, and they have a coffee and beverages lounge, an observation car, and an outside viewing platform as well. All meals are actually taken off the train in local restaurants and overnight accommodation en route. So you're not sleeping on the train or eating on it. You have coffee and beverages and so on. So that, I think, is, is unique as well. And um, they stay in these lovely traditional Hacienda-style hotels as well. So you're really immersing yourself in Ecuadorian, yeah. you know, culture. And, of course, the landscape is just fantastic. You see the distant volcanoes, snow-kept mountains, etc. So I just thought, wow, that would be a lovely trip to do, particularly for anyone who's a bit of a, a train person. How
0: good would that be on a 100-year-old steam train? Yeah.
1: Now, some of the, the steeper bits, they do substitute an electric engine, but wherever possible, they use the steam train. And I think, wow, fantastic. Yeah. So it, it goes um, between Quito, as I said, and Guayaquil, which is on the coast, and it also runs in the reverse as well. So it's just a four-day, three-night journey, but you might like to incorporate that. And from then, of course, you can once you're doing a little bit more in Ecuador, you can head across to the Galapagos because that's your, your sort of starting yeah. point to fly across from Quito to the Galapagos if you were wanting to do that. So what a wonderful little journey. I just thought it was fantastic. Did you have another one in South America, another I one do. to consider? And guess what they've called it? I thought it was quite a unique way. We always talk about South Africa and the Big Five, and we refer to the animals, of course. Yeah. This is with a firm called um, Chimu Adventures, and it's they're calling it the Big Five for South America. And the big five are places, not animals, right? So Iguazu Falls, Rio de Janeiro, Machu Picchu, the Amazon and the Galapagos. So they've got one itinerary of 27 days that does what they call this big five. Yeah. Now it's an independent itinerary which means it can go any day of the week and you could have it, they could alter it even to suit your needs. So it operates, you're not travelling with a group, you, know, you may find there might be someone else travelling with you but yeah. it's not a group tour. Okay. So you've got to remember it is individual you're travelling on your own. But wow I've had a look at the itinerary and it just looks absolutely stunning.
0: It's covering a lot of South America isn't it? Oh
1: well you start off in one which is fantastic. Then you go to Iguazu, which you go to both the um, Argentinian side and the Brazilian side of the falls. I mean, Buenos Aires itself is just fabulous. Anyway, it's called the Paris of South America, and it's cobblestone streets in the old areas, and just just gorgeous place to go. And Rio is known as the uh, Cidade Maravilhosa, or Marvelous City. And so there you go, with its sandy beaches, and it's been the capital of Brazil since 1960. And then you head across to Lima in Peru, of mm. course, which start of the Andes there, or not the start of it, but where you will start to see the Andes, Uh, you go down to Lake Titicaca, which is the highest uh, navigable lake in the world, and you go to the islands there, to Euros and Tequila Islands, to Puno, and then you go up to Cusco, which is the start of where you'll get that wonderful train up to Aguascalientes, which is the port for Machu Picchu and of mm, course Machu, Machu Picchu is yeah. just everyone that's going you, you just get blown away you just yeah. had a friend come back and even though I told him you still couldn't say oh I, yeah. just, I couldn't get over it it was just so ethereal and so magnificent and from there you head on to the Amazon then after that across to the Galapagos
0: okay so if
1: anyone really wants to do South America, that is depth, covering it
0: yeah it, it really is it's a really
1: it. fabulous itinerary of 27 days so two fabulous South American journeys you could do
0: Okay, plenty to consider there and of course uh, you need to look into that and find out more details about what's going on there. What else have you
1: got there for us? Well, I thought we might talk about next, Dave, and I don't know whether we're running out of time or not, but um, in the next segment maybe will be a wet season voyage for the Kimberley, which has never been done before. They normally only run the Kimberley cruises in the dry season and we'll explain why they're doing that. Something
0: new and we're finding out about that today here at Talking Travel. Sally Lucas with us Friday afternoon, Talking Travel and talking about something brand new, a cruise around the
1: Kimberley area. This is a cruise. It's not a new cruise as such, but it's a new time of year. So it's a company that operates um, Ahoy, they call it Buccaneers, and um, because the Buccaneer and Bonaparte Archipelago is part of um, the Kimberley region, so that's what their company is also called that. Um, And they're doing one in the wet season because they figure, why wouldn't that be fabulous? And they're really making it a flexible itinerary so that it's not you can't with the wet you don't know sometimes there is a wet and sometimes there's not a wet you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like you never know with the top end so it's a lovely big mastered yacht it takes um 25 guests on it and it's this is going to be unique it's going to be a 13 day wet season explorer cruise all through that those wonderful wild and remote islands along the kimberley which is just fantastic and they said it's it's going to be really quite dramatic because you'll see tropical monsoon storms lightning shows you know gushing waterfalls mm. and of course lush scenery so this is going to operate in on the 13th of february next year and they just think it's going to be something really special and really different and obviously why they're making it flexible obviously is if there's bad weather coming they'll go and anchor somewhere obviously that's a safe yep. anchorage yep. so you're not going to miss out on all the typical things that you'd go there to see and that's what they're trying to do this time is to chop you into little places that they haven't even been to so I find these unique and as being a yacht you know you can nudge right into yep. your coastline like a large vessel and I just thought wow now that I've done the Kimberley and I was just amazing so I think to see it with after rain or while it's raining would be quite Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's really fine, you can actually sleep in a swag on the deck with all just the stars above you. Or you, obviously, you have cabins you can sleep in as well, and you get all your meals on board, etc. So, yeah. So if anyone's interested in doing it at a different time of year, 13th of February, and I think that would be just something really fantastic. And it's they're calling it a free-range recce cruise with no fixed itinerary. Okay. So for those people who don't like to be tied down to doing fixed, you know, itineraries or holidays, this might just suit them. So right. something really different and we'll a different cruise time Cruise around the Kimberley area there, very, oh, in the oh, wet it's season. beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, you never know with the wet, like last year, or beginning of this year, should I say, our friends in Darwin said they didn't get a wet.
0: Yeah.
1: They, it didn't happen, you know, which they said was awful because they didn't get that relief because the rain eases that heat and the humidity. So they actually said, we can't wait. They're saying they're going to get a wet this year, and they're really hoping they do because... It sounds silly, but the days are really hot, but you need that thunderstorm or that heavy rain at night to clear the air and give you that fresh start, you know, for the next day. Um, You might have seen the news last night, Dave, but Qantas is unveiling its new um, 787 Dreamliner aircraft, which they expect to arrive in about 12 months' time. Um, And of course, they've got a new livery on the tail and everything now. It's a little bit changed. The Kangaroo doesn't have any if that's the right word anymore They've streamlined him uh, The designer said Well he's not a terrestrial kangaroo After all he does fly Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they've changed it a little bit And made it more modern And more updated So this new aircraft Will seat 236 passengers In economy Premium economy And business
0: Any more seat room there? A bit um, seat room?
1: Well there's oh, I hope so The, leg room? the, the, the Yes, they're saying an extra 2.5 centimetres of seat pitch, which is an inch in the old scale. So, I mean, that can mean a lot um, compared to the A380. So the A380 had more legroom, so it's even be a bit more legroom oh, okay. again than the A380. So they're saying that it's an all-new um, seat in all of them, so they're upgrading all the seating as well. You'll have a, what they call a personal device holder, which will have you know, USB ports and high-definition entertainment t- us. Uh, a touch screen, I'll get it out in a minute. Um, they haven't actually unveiled what the new seat is going to be, but they're saying it's going to be a revolutionary new seat and they'll unveil that early next year. And he, Alan Joyce has sort of said the interiors had been designed for the longer routes, the aircraft were likely to fly. Because they're talking about a non-stop service from Perth to London, could be on the cards. Non stop. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you could fly across here, get a cheap ticket domestically, and then go non stop from Perth to mm-hmm. London, and it would cut your flying time down. So. Th- Apparently, the Dreamliner destinations also haven't been revealed yet, but that'll happen in the coming months as well. And, um, yeah, so there you go. So they could eventually apparently take over all the routes operated by the Contus current, current 747 fleet, could all become Dreamliners. Okay. So, And they're supposed to be better for us as well as far as emissions and carbon and less jet lag. The, this, the air is different that you get inside the cabin now. It's all been you know, modernised, changed. So something to look forward to anyway. And That um, is,
0: most definitely. We'll keep an eye out for that. That. Keep
1: an eye out for that. So, Dave, that's been so much to talk about today, so I'll, I've got to save something for the hot deals.
0: We've got the hot deals, and they're coming up soon. It's Talking Travel with Sally Lucas at 2 RFM.
1: Yes, Dave. Well, we were talking earlier about South America. So the Tren Cuchero, which was the lovely little cruise train we were mentioning, that happens in Ecuador. It runs in both directions, as I mentioned, from Guayaquil to Quito. So from from coast to mountain and vice versa. It leaves Guayaquil weekly on a Sunday, and it does the reverse on a Tuesday. So twice weekly that runs. And as I said, it's a four day, three night. Um, you don't sleep on the train. You sleep off on typical hacienda in typical haciendas. All your meals are at local restaurants and. And you're getting all your train travel, your sightseeing, etc. So that's in US dollars, and it's 14.50 US per person, and that's run by the Classic Safari Company. Okay. Yep. The other one I mentioned, which was the South America Big Five tour, which was the 27-day, very, very comprehensive tour. 27 days. Now, it's just under $12,000 for the 27 days, and that's with Chimu Adventures, that one. So they're still great value for money, both of those. Both totally different, but both great value for money. Now, how about back to the land of Oz? And, of course, I've just had a wonderful holiday down in Victoria uh, in Bright. If you've never been to Bright, that area of the snowy mountains, stunning. We went to Mount Hotham for the day, Dave. It's only less than an hour, right? Okay, yes. Less than an hour from Bright. It was ice on the road and the snow. Scott was absolutely packing death. Luckily, we had a four-wheel oh, drive. Um, and it was, there was snow about a foot deep on the cars from overnight, and it was zero degrees.
0: Were you expecting that or not?
1: Not that much snow. Really? Wow. <laughs> no, we were not. We went to Falls Creek as well and uh, had a, a smattering of snow still there, but not as much as Mount Hotham. Unbelievable. That? Yeah. But it's such a pretty area down yeah, there and yeah. beautiful towns. Do yourself a favor. If anyone hasn't been down to that part of the Snowy Mountains in the high country, Victoria, do it. We had a week down there in a cottage called Abbey's Cottage, yeah. and it was absolutely delightful. In the suburb of Bright, it was in all the area. One Dilligong, I love some of the names down there. There was another uh, town called Smoko. <laughs> one called Moihu. Like some really weird names. Yeah. Yakandanda. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great, great part of the world. I'm digressing but I'm I'm going to talk about an Australian holiday next. Um, Sun Lover Holidays have got the ultimate outback journey, again, if anyone loves their trains. And this is um, on the um, GAN going to Darwin. So you get one-night accommodation at the Crown Plaza in Adelaide, a welcome dinner, two nights gold service on the GAN from Adelaide to Darwin, three nights accommodation at the Hilton in Darwin when you get there. You get off-train excursions along the way on the GAN. You get a Darwin City sightseeing tour. Um, You get a sunset buffet dinner cruise. You get a tour down to the Litchfield to see all the lovely waterfalls in Litchfield National Park, et cetera, and you're getting you know, a range of meals, of course, on the train included as well. So that's fantastic, and they've got um, about $3,500 per person for that on a twin share. And you've got departures in May, July, August, and September next year, four departures on that. Okay. So that's really fantastic. So you're actually getting a bonus on that. That Darwin Sunset Dinner Cruise is a freebie. They've included that as a freebie for you, so that's really wonderful. Travelling on the
0: legendary GAN.
1: On the legendary GAN. I haven't done the GAN, I've only done the Indian Pacific, but everyone I've spoken to that has done the GAN raves about it and says it's a wonderful journey, and of course it's not quite as long yeah. as the Indian Pacific either, so it's you know it's a four-day journey, whereas this is shorter. The other one that's just about to finish, Dave, Peaks and Perks promotion, this is called, and this is with that wonderful Rocky Mountaineer luxury rail, and they've still got a um, eight, up to $800 per couple in added value, so long as you book, it's only now till next week, but they've extended it till the 4th of November. So you can spend that $800 on extra hotel nights, dining, transfers, cruises, sightseeing, etc. So that offer finishes for November. For the ski nuts out there, you can book by um, the 31st of October and you can get a Ski Japan package, uh, $874 per person, including seven nights accommodation and your lifts. Good
0: value. Isn't yeah. that cheap? Yeah.
1: You wouldn't get that in Australia, would you? I don't think. Anyway, so that's fantastic. Good
0: skiing over there too, apparently, in Japan.
1: It is very Very good. good. And there's lots of good areas. Like, it's not just one area. You've got a few areas to choose from and great powder snow, which is even better than you get at Whistler in Canada because it's not on the coast, so it's Mm. drier. Mm. So you're getting a better quality um, powder snow. But there'll be lots more ski packages coming out now for the Northern Hemisphere. Obviously, it's coming close for them. It's their white winter coming up, and we're heading towards our hot Winter, we still have our turkeys and all the hot stuff on Christmas Day. I think a lot of people change to seafood these days, don't they? Yeah. There has been a bit of a switch there. We're a, bit, we're a bit silly like that, having the hot dinner on Christmas Day, but hey, it's tradition. I can't believe how
0: jam-packed your program's been today. So much information.
1: <laughs> it has been jam-packed. it's because mean, I've been away for two weeks and I feel I've got to... <laughs> Pass on all this information. Well, you'll be back with
0: us next week. I certainly will. We'll look forward to it. We love all the information that Sally has for us. It's Talking Travel with Sally Lucas. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King, at 2NURFM.